It's the Last Call Podcast with Chris Michaels. Another riveting week, another boring day. What else are we going to talk about? Oh, it's COVID, COVID, COVID. So this came out of Quebec, up in Kanukistan, just north of the border of the United States. COVID-19 in Quebec, what you need to know this weekend. This came out last week, but it's still relevant from the cbc.ca. And of course, the first thing they do in this article is, oh, look at all these cases. Oh my gosh. And they show a nice icky chart. I'm not sure how you can be nice and icky at the same time, but they show a big chart and oh, look at the unvaccinated. Look at the hospitalizations. You're all going to die. And then they leave you with 90% of the population in the province, five and up, ages five and up, have received one dose of the vaccine. 83% have received two doses, and 39% have received three doses, and yet the hospitalizations are through the roof. But the ICU admissions have barely made a bump. So, what does this mean for the rest of us? It means that it's the same nonsense. If you're having a big old pile of hospitalizations amongst the vaccinated, and that should tell you something. We've brought it up countless times, and Dr. Zelenko is bringing it up more and more. It's vaccine-induced AIDS. It's a vaccine-immune or autoimmune, uh, I guess, whatever AIDS stands for. What does AIDS stand for? How about that? <laughs> See, this is something we should have looked up. Acquired immunodeficiency syndrome. So, okay, so Dr. Zelenko is saying vaccine-induced acquired immunodeficiency syndrome, which I tend to agree with, which I tend to agree with. Because if you've got all of these people that are inoculated, not once, not twice, thrice, and more, then why are you having more hospitalizations due to COVID or aligned with COVID? We have to be very, very suspicious of these statistics. Um, so I, I don't know, I don't know how that's broken down. I didn't do any research into that statistic, but here's the other thing. Whenever you see these huge spikes in cases and you actually go digging into the data, they always, or I shouldn't say always, but more often than not, there are a lot of cases that were they just weren't introduced into this study yet. So they were backlogged. And it just so happened today that they've unleashed all of these new cases and decided to count them. Uh, and these cases could have come from weeks ago, last week, months ago. They just never put it into the data set. So what does that say to me? That says that when the data is looking like uh, COVID is on the outs, then all of a sudden, oh, we've got all this backlog data that we need to throw into the data sets. And then lo and behold, the mainstream media and the local media run around rampant with their hair on fire and pants down saying, good God almighty, COVID is coming back and it's going to be the scourge of the next century. Uh, so it's, it's always a dubious, dubious effort to really try to get into the true meaning of all of these data sets. So... For, this is what's interesting, and it's not interesting, it's very, very disturbing coming out of Canada, because essentially Australia and Canada is now in a dictatorial-style dystopian society that's uh, based everything off of a medical tyranny. For pharmacies located 
in big box stores such as Walmart or Costco, an unvaccinated person, you're going to love this, must be accompanied at all times during his or her travels by an employee of the business, the pharmacy, or any other person mandated by them for this purpose. So what they're telling you is that if you are not vaccinated and you go into a store, you must be escorted around the store and paraded around like a criminal, like a criminal back from the 16 and 1700s when they used to march you around town and then throw you in the gallows and have people throw rotten food at you. That's what we're going through, right? In 2022, this is the kind of nonsense that a democracy, oh, there's a pillar of equality in the in the far north, Canada. That's what we're dealing with right now. I'm, then again, it is Quebec. They've always been a little rowdy in their Quebecois style uh, mindset. So it's just very, very sad. It's very sad. And then, the, of course... Of course, finally, at the end of this article, COVID-19 cases could be five times higher than the reported number. Oh, my goodness. The researchers extrapolate that roughly 262,000 people in the province contracted the virus during this period uh, based on the PCR test, rapid test, self-diagnosis, compared to the official 48,815 tally. So, once again... It's more fear-mongering. It's more, it's constant. It's relentless. And if you don't have a set of brains like me or like any of you out there, because if you're listening to me, you do have a set of brains, then you, then you must be horrified to step out of your house. During the old day job today, uh, I spoke to somebody, and they were telling me that they were horrified of all of this. He was saying, oh, I got the vaccine. I got the booster. I, I play it safe. I put on a mask and I go home and I have wear the mask all the way home. I get home. I stay there. If I have to go to the store, I run in and run out with a mask on. I don't want to be around everybody. I go home. I sit down. I turn on the news. 700,000 new cases per day. And I'm like, dude, you, you've got to stop. You've got to listen to yourself. You sound like a lunatic. Obviously, this person doesn't know about my night job here at the Last Call podcast with Chris Michaels. So if he did know about me, maybe he'd have uh, some intelligence and say, hey, wait a minute, what am I doing with my life? And so it's more and more of this fear-mongering nonsense that is only going to perpetuate this myth of covid and another story came out of out of Illinois. FBI searches Illinois Center for COVID Control headquarters following complaints. Oh my gosh! The Epic Times said the FBI confirmed that its agents searched the headquarters amid a federal investigation into the multi-million-dollar testing business. The FBI was conducting court-authorized law enforcement activity in Rolling Meadows. Now, why were they doing that kind of investigation into Rolling Meadows? Well, the office is working with the FBI, said Annie Thompson, spokesperson for the Illinois Attorney General, uh, and will not comment on ongoing investigations as we work to hold accountable individuals who engage in unlawful contact, uh, conduct. What are they talking about here? 
What are they what are they really really saying here? If you read through the article, numerous complaints. Guess what? Their results were riddled. This one testing center and any other testing center that this company ran was quote unquote riddled their tests with inaccurate and false information, including listing the wrong test type and false dates and times for when samples were collected from consumers. Others got negative results when they hadn't submitted samples to be tested. So this is the kind of nonsense that has been going on forever. And if the FBI had any, any genitalia left in it, it would go after major hospital networks. They would start going into these hospitalization networks and going into the accounting files. They would start looking at, well, did you really have a patient that needed to be put on a ventilator? Did this person really have COVID? Or did you just log it in their file as if they did have COVID under suspicions because the person sneezed in the waiting room? That's the kind of stuff that the FBI should really be going after. But they won't do that because it's all a big game. It's all a big money laundering effort to take money from the taxpayer like you and me and put it into the pockets of the very, very wealthy and beyond stupidly rich. The CEOs, the CFOs of various companies, particularly those in these hospital networks. That's what's going on here. And New York is possibly the worst state, maybe not as bad as California, but New York is pretty effing bad when it comes to this kind of nonsense. Yesterday, the Supreme Court, the state, uh, what was it? The state Supreme Court of New York said, forget about it. Mask mandates in schools are outright illegal, unconstitutional. Don't even think about it. It shouldn't even have been thought about. Well, Governor Kathy Hochul, bucktooth idiot that wears a vaxxed necklace. That's right. She wears a necklace with the like a nameplate like you did in high school where you put your name on it. She has a nameplate that says vaxxed. How much of a loser do you have to be to wear something as stupid as that? And she's one of these dumb morons that walk around with two masks on. And, oh, yeah, we've got to keep people safe. Do you, sweetheart, do you really... Anyway, she vowed yesterday and today that they were going to go after this Supreme Court ruling and say, "Uh uh-uh, you must remain masked. And that's exactly what she did. And that's exactly what happened because that ruling got overturned. And now the school mask mandates will remain in place. Let's ask yourself, just ask yourself one question. Why does somebody like this want to maintain a mask mandate despite all evidence that masks do nothing except act for security blankets for the worried well, for the paranoid healthy. Well, now they're unhealthy with all the boosters they've gotten. Why would somebody want to maintain this kind of dehumanizing propagandist bullshit on children? Why would they want to do it? This person is deranged this person has mental issues just as much as all of these school boards and all of these teachers that firmly believe that masks do something this is the kind of mental health issues we're having across the world 
especially in the West, especially in the United States, and specifically in Democrat cities and states. These people are nuts. They need therapy. They need to go away. You know what they need? They need a bunch of psychedelics and downers so that they leave us alone. Or, what I suspect, they need to get laid. And I don't think many of them do. Particularly one bucktooth idiot who looks like she should have a log thrown at her all the time. Not, I don't mean that. I'm making a reference uh, that she's a beaver. So she probably builds dams and rivers or gnaws logs and stuff like that. Jen Psaki, this little communist twit, she's out there trying to say that, oh, monoclonal antibodies don't work against COVID. How is this possible? How is this possible? There's a big row going on right now between DeSantis in Florida and Jen Psaki and the White House, particularly the the communist stooges in the White House, because this came out from the Florida Department of Health on January 24th. Monoclonal antibodies, antibody sites statewide will be closed after the FDA removes treatment authorization. This evening, without any advance notice, the FDA revised its EUA, emergency use authorization, for monoclonal antibodies. The revised EUA does not allow providers to administer these treatments within the United States, which means you won't be able to get these monoclonal antibodies anywhere. Unfortunately, as a result of this abrupt decision made by the feds, all monoclonal antibody states will be closed until further notice. So, the government, in an effort, the federal government, in an effort to put the squeeze on more states and put the squeeze on more individuals that are still refusing to get a booster, that are still refusing to get vaccinated, are now saying, guess what? Monoclonal antibodies don't really work. Despite the fact they've been working for two years, they don't really work. What does work is masks and vaccines. Oh, exactly. Is that what is that what this is? Is that what you're really saying here? And Jen Psaki had to try and defend the White House and what they did to Florida. The FDA yesterday withdrew the EUA, and this is a reporter asking Jen Psaki for some monoclonal antibody treatments because they don't work against Omicron. Guess what? Neither do the vaccines. But Florida continues to push. For the treatment for people in the state. What's your response to DeSantis? And what's your message to help the people in Florida? Now, of course, you know, if you've ever watched Jen Psaki, she's the most smug POS you could ever have the displeasure of listening to. She is constantly looking like she's sniffing something. She is always tight-faced and like she has to endure you. Like, oh, God, I can't believe... I've got to lower myself to answer the press corps, particularly those that aren't Democrats. And she says, well, let's just take a step back here just to realize how crazy this is a little bit. Oh, really? We've approached COVID treatments like like filling a medicine cabinet. Have you? Because as far as I know from the federal government, it's max, uh, max, it's vaccines and masks. That's it. We're not relying on one type, one brand, one treatment. We invested in and continue to buy a variety of monoclonal antibodies. Pre-exposure, 
prevention therapies, and oral antivirals. Really, have you? We've provided 71,000 doses of antivirals to Florida, including 34,000 additional treatments that do work against Omicron just last week. She then says, I'm sorry about a range, I'm sorry, about a range of those treatments, I should say, to be clear. Okay, so what does she mean by a range of treatments? She means vaccines. She means that she took away the monoclonal, ant- well, not she personally, the feds, took away the monoclonal antibodies, and in exchange for that, they gave them vaccines, which people don't want in Florida. What the FDA, she says, is making clear is that these treatments, the ones that are fighting over, that the governor is fighting over, do not work against Omicron, and they have side effects. Really? Has she looked at VAERS lately? Did she listen to the uh, the event that Senator Ron Johnson held yesterday? Did she happen to listen to that at all? I somehow doubt it. That is what the scientists are saying. Oh, really? Is that what they're saying? Oh, okay. We've seen, unfortunately, from the beginning in our pandemic response, a range of steps or pushes that have been made through social... On and on and on. She's just nauseating. I can't even bear to read her crap. But I will. There's one more thing. She decides to try and defend uh, all of this by saying that the monoclonal antibodies don't work. And all she has to do is fire up... Excuse me. All she has to do is fire up Miami-Dade Regeneron clients as of 124.22, and she can clearly see the data. She can clearly see the data that, guess what? They do work. They, in fact, do work, and nobody should be subject to this style of medical tyranny, this type of big pharmaceutical, big business strong-arming of damaging people's health, of ruining their chances of getting over something that anybody can get over. All of the treatments are there, monoclonal antibodies, ivermectin, uh, even CBD has found to be useful against this thing. It's all there, but they're trying to reduce the chances of you getting anything other than a vaccine. The real reason that we have to start, or the real reason behind this, is something that's dubious. And Dr. Zelenko came out with something like that. Dr. Zelenko clearly said what we have been saying for two years. This has to do not with health. This has nothing to do with health. And I'll sum up what Dr. Zelenko said right now. He said, create something, create something that's extremely contagious but has a very, very low mortality rate. Oh, look what we did. Then what you do is you create lockdowns, you make people wear masks, you make people stay home, you drive people crazy, and then you offer them false hope in the way of taking a vaccine, a one-shot thing. If you just do this one thing, then guess what? You are going to get your life back. And then Dr. Zelenko brings up all of the patents that we've brought up, the patents where... They uh, inject into you um, uh, prophylactic gene therapy platforms. Oh, what does that sound like? Where it monitors your data in real time through a smart device, through a 5G network, and they can access your health data at any time. And also, at the same time, they he brings up a patent, the one that we brought up, uh, that where they inject luciferase, and also uh, some other stuff that enables your 
company, your employer, to determine whether or not you're doing the tasks that you were told to do by monitoring your body trends, by monitoring your uh, your breathing, your heart rate, and everything else, just so that you can earn cryptocurrency, just so that you can earn a cashless coupon, a cashless society. That's what we're talking about here. And then Dr. Zelenko says that's why they are constantly pushing for five-year-olds to take this stuff, for five-year-olds to do this, because they want everybody in society to be hooked up to the Internet of Things for a cashless society for ultimate control. If you don't do what you're told, you will not be paid. And if you're not paid, you can't eat. Factor in driverless cars, and then all of a sudden, all of this comes into a disturbing clarity because if it's a driverless car and you are not up to date per dr fauci with your shots and if you don't do what you're told you don't earn cryptocurrency and the driverless car recognizes you because you're hooked up to the internet of things and you are no longer able to leave your home that's what dr zelenko pretty much said and that's what we've been saying for two years and this is the last call podcast with chris michaels as always our finger is on the pulse and we are ahead of the curve so thank you thank you thank you for listening and do not forget to find me at the last call caravan on instagram and twitter sometimes i wax poetic sometimes i'm brilliant sometimes i'm an idiot but at all times you and i are lovable fuzzballs <laughs>